Today on Movie Rollers, we talk about Old and The Suicide Squad. For Movie Wallers. Hi, this is Joe. Hi, it's Rashmi. And yes, D as well. Movie Wallers is your weekly dose of film reviews, movie news, and general banter in theatres, on DVD, online streaming, or in the back of an airplane. If you love the movies, this show is for you. Greetings. Hello. Hello, everyone. Happy August. Yes. It feels like it's been a long time since we recorded. I think it has been, yeah. We've been traveling. We finally traveled. We, we did. We scratched the travel itch, yes, D. Good. You should I, do it too. Yes, I, I just need the right uh, incentive. Yes, yeah. We, I think... Took a lot of inertia. I was going to say, it wasn't exactly friction-free, but um, I think we were like, you know, this world of COVID, and again, this is not the COVID po- podcast, but I think we both got to the point where we were like, if we don't do it now, there's going to be some variant or some horrible thing that's going to stop us going again. So we were like... Let's book a trip. And we went to Paris, which was super as fun. As one does. As one does, <laughs> as, yeah. As, yeah as, as we casually do. <laughs> no, it was actually 18 months of worth of saved up holiday energy. It was like, mm-hmm. okay, let's, let's go big. So, yeah, super fun. And, and we, we, yeah, I was going to say, I managed to watch a lot of things in the back of an aeroplane, but I didn't actually watch many movies, but I did watch three se- series. So I actually caught... Uh, episode, uh, season three of the Kaminsky Method, which I highly recommend. I watched Halston on Netflix, and I managed to watch How to Commit a Murder on, I think it was on Amazon, hmm. which has been a you know a show on terrestrial TV with yeah, um, Viola NBC, Davis. Yeah. So good. Any are they recommended? All, all recommended. Halston was probably my least favorite, and that's the one I had the highest hopes for because I love that whole fashion world. I think Ewan McGregor was great as um, Halston himself, and a few, you know, few po- many podcasts ago. Remember, Joe, you and I watched that great documentary about yeah. Halston. At, I think it was Tribeca last year or something. Um, that was probably the least disappointing. Uh, sorry, that was probably the most disappointing for me. Is it because it plays it too safe? It was a little bit too soapy. It's not safe at all. It, in fact, I was quite embarrassed that I had to keep moving my iPad so the passenger <laughs> next to me wouldn't see how it's got a lot of sexy it's time. Raunchy. It's very fruity, very fruity. Okay. <laughs> um, so it's very raunchy, but I felt like it got too soapy. And I think it's five episodes and it c- probably could have been done in three. Mm. Well, it's good because you needed to get through a transit. Correct. Metric, so. There you go. So, yeah, but Kaminsky Method, season three, fantastic. They keep delivering season after season. After they keep season. winning awards yeah, for that, right? Because That's two guys in their prime, right? Michael Douglas and Alan Arkin and even all of the support cast are just phenomenal. Mm. Really good. What have you been watching, Yazdi? I watched the second season of... Uh, uh, have I have... Have you never ever? <laughs> oh, ne- never, never have, have I, I ever. Have I ever. ever. <laughs> never have you never ever. Never have I, I ever. Have never. Yeah, I mean, I really, really loved the first season, Me and I too. think. How is it? And I think I really resonated. I think we all did because, uh, well, we have some Indian um, 
background and uh, the, the lead protagonist is Indian. The season two is more of the season one. It's just a notch down below season mm-hmm. one, but it's still very good. Oh, good. I was hoping it would have some resolution. It's essentially the last episode of season two ends with the same cliffhanger as the first you know, last episode of season one so okay. nothing's really resolved but I we've grown to like these characters and I I think it's rare to see a, a lead protagonist who's so self-destructive yeah you know so I, I really like that she's she not plays a very, on the edge of almost you want to not like her but yeah. she's charming enough that you actually end up liking her yeah because something she does is clearly stupid stupid yeah. but yeah was so, this uh, written and directed by Mindy Kaling that's still? the one yeah. okay I, I don't think she, I don't think it's directed anymore by Mindy Kaling okay but you know she she developed the character she wrote yeah. it and now various other people are doing it so i would definitely recommend it it's a lot of fun it is it is a little teenagey uh teenagery yeah nothing wrong with that but just just well, forewarning yes yeah as long as it's well done that that stuff is good and i felt the same i mean season one looked a little too teenagey for me so i didn't commit to it but i found myself drawn in with um like when Rashmi was binging it yeah I was like oh, this looks kind of interesting and then yeah. I got drawn in by the characters in the story so yeah, yeah. Good, good stuff has it has it suffered from too much budget no no it's still the same it's still the same setting good. I think yeah and and one thing which they really correct corrected the second time around is I think they didn't realize how good they had it with the character who plays her mom right who was kind of underplayed and she has a lot more she has her own storyline going nice in this one so it's nice I, I really like okay it. good so never have I ever season two, season two on Netflix. Netflix and Joe what did you watch you were busy watching your own stuff yeah I just caught up with kind of movies that I knew I wanted to watch that I hadn't watched for one reason and you did the back was, of the airplane right I did yeah one was um, uh, another round that was the movie Druk from last mm-hmm. year I think it was Oscar nominated it was Oscar nominated one, one best got, foreign that's film. right best yes. foreign film um, which yes, so yeah, Matt Michelson like. three teachers oh. who decide they want to start drinking um, to maintain a certain blood alcohol level to see if it enhances performance based on I, I'm not sure if it's a made-up premise or whether it's a real premise, but the idea is that if you achieve a certain achieve and maintain a certain blood alcohol concentration, um, there are certain things that um, uh, performance-wise that can be unlocked. So they try it, and it's a really fascinating movie. Yeah, its morals are, are not quite um, clear, but nonetheless, it's a really great, really great piece of filmmaking. Super entertaining. Mads Michelson is absolutely mesmerizing as he always is so i really like that movie and then i caught up in an old movie called the hours which um again mm-hmm. this was back from the early 2000s i think nicole kidman meryl streep and julianne, julianne moore. moore powerhouse of actors yeah so i for whatever reason i guess that had never quite come across it's one of those things, movies where the theme the mu- the theme music was what really made me want to watch it because I listened to a Pandora station, uh, which is basically movie themes as like background music for work. And the Hours soundtrack, which I think also was nominated at least for best soundtrack, my Philip Glass, who who wrote it. But it's it's really it's a beautiful piece of music and it dominates the movie in many ways. Um, so I, I I think the movie itself was. Um, difficult. I can't say I really understood the whole thing at the end of it, but uh, I had to go as far as Wikipediaing it to try and piece it together. But it was, it was, yeah, very um, uh, engaging and it kept my interest, which is a really tough thing to do when you're, you know, at that point in a nine hour flight and you yeah. put a movie on. If the movie isn't solid, 
you're out. Yeah, which also <laughs> has a purpose, I guess, right? Well, no, that's that's that that can be useful, but um, yeah, no, this one uh, kept me kept me awake until landing. So yeah, it's based on a novel by Michael Cunningham, and mm. um, that I mean, I've read it, and it's pretty much unfilmable because it's all stream of consciousness of mm. of characters at different different times, right? At different places in time. Um, and, you know, one of the characters is Virginia Woolf while she's writing Mrs. Dalloway. And then there's another set of characters in the 50s and then more contemporary. So there's a lot going on there. So considering that, it's amazing that they were able to get some grasp over it in the film version. Yeah. Nice. Nicole Kidman famously won her Oscar Correct. in that movie. Yes. Yeah. And she, you know, and the... the makeup the prosthesis mm -hmm. um made her almost unrecognizable i knew that she was in it because she was the the credits mention it but i remember the whole you movie, were really I was, surprised when you were like ah I, nicole I was, kidman yeah i was yeah. i was like which, which one's she playing and there were this aspect of the virginia wolf character which were very nicole kidman like obviously now that i kind of figured it out but in the movie it was a distraction right, to the point where i was like is that her or is that not? When's she coming? You know, so is only when the credits roll, there's like, that really was her. Wow, that was amazing. So yeah, great performance there. All right, we have a couple Lest of movies to talk about. Indeed, that was the segue into the first one. So indeed, the first movie of the week for us to review is the movie Old, the latest from M. Night Shyamalan. So Rashmi, are you going to tell yes, us about I that? Yes, I am. So um, he's back. Um, <laughs> A vacationing family discovers that the secluded beach where they're relaxing for a few hours is somehow causing them to age rapidly, reducing their entire lives into a single day. So this is directed, as Joe said, by M. Night Shyamalan, and it's written by M. Night Shyamalan. And I didn't realize this, but this is actually based on a graphic no novel called mm -hmm. Sandcastle that was originally developed by Frederick Peters, and then it was a book by Pierre Oscar Levy, um, also called Sandcastles. So this is the book Old. And um, top billing here is with Gail Garcia Bernal, uh, Vicky Creeps, Rufus Sewell, Alex Wolf, Thomasin McKenzie's here, Abby Lee, Nikki Amuka Bird, Ken Leung, Eliza Scanlon, and Aaron Peer, amongst a few others. Um, so it's got a quite a good quite a good cast. Um, Yazdi, why don't you tell us what you thought of Old? Is this one worth watching at the movies? I, I think it's worth watching. I we all have a history with M Night Shyamalan, starting with you know uh, the Sixth Sense and you know how his how his career has kind of progressed. He was the great big hope. He was on the cover of Time magazine as you know the American uh, heir to Steven Spielberg, and he hasn't been able to live up to those expectations. And I think this movie is a great example of why I think he hasn't, which is that. He has essentially pushed himself into a corner by repeatedly, repeatedly making movies, all of which promise a twist ending. I mean, he sells movies. He's one of the few directors who sells movies by virtue of his name uh, and not the stars in the movie. But I think, you know, he should just do, I don't know, like a children's movie or a romantic comedy or something. Like the Last Airbender. <laughs> oh yeah, the last oh, he did do a children's movie. Never mind, <laughs> that was probably the worst movie he made. But I think, be that as it may, there is no denying the fact that he is, with all his baggage, he is a good filmmaker. I don't think he. I don't think 
anybody else can quite conjure up that feeling of dread and impending doom as well he do, as well as he does and i did watch uh, most of this movie with a sense of like something bad is happening i felt very unsettled while i was watching it i hated 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 the last 20 minutes of the movie i think they should have just chopped it off um we can talk more about it but uh mixed feelings about it more positive than negative ah joe yeah you know um i'm i'm dying to get another great m night shyamalan movie on on the books um and the one the only the only ones i really rate are signs and the sixth sense which um you know signs probably not a lot of people's cup of tea it. but i really I like I the love village. signs no oh, I, no but <laughs> really? bottom line is i like the idea it's so like, scooby doo <laughs> but anyway yes I, i like them all i just love those two yeah. and i feel like there's another great movie in him somewhere this wasn't it um it's kind of um you know it, it, it it's like yes you said right he he creates he puts himself in a situation where he has to create a set of events occurrences that are seemingly unexplained and then the movie will eventually reveal the thing so as this movie kind of played its plot out you know you have these events that are playing out but there's no real um narrative behind it that so you're just seeing a set of strange occurrences all happening but there's no there's no real clue as to what might be happening so the i found the movie frustrating because i'm just like here's like weirdness 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 strangeness events you know deaths and funny things happening to people and then there's a reveal which kind of says and here's actually what's been going on and i feel like there wasn't much um foreshadowing of of that so it's a frustrating thing to watch um in many ways because that you you don't have a hope of understanding the, the what's happening until you know right sorry to interrupt but no matter how carefully and how attentively you watch the movie you would have never figured out correct. what the ending because the, that no you are given no information at all correct. just no correct. foreshadowing that's that's the thing i mean right. it's, there should be some level of like oh you know could it be this could it be that but instead i mean it could have been any number of this could have been aliens you know this could have been you know time travel this could have been any any number of strange phenomena psychosis yeah that he could have chosen so it's a bit of a mess um that said you know it does kind of keep your interest it's compelling you're interested enough in this mishmash of somewhat annoying characters to kind of follow it along so um you know it's it's mediocre at best um just yeah yeah come on m night i want more from you um yeah uh, nothing too different from what you you both have said i i just wrote down why is m night not able to reach greatness i remember there was this amazing movie he did called the visit in 2015 yeah. it was the quiet little catherine about Hahn, the grandparents about the grandparents the children who go and visit their grandparents that was one of the most effective horror movies i've ever seen in my life it still stays with me i think i i put it in the same bucket as the conjuring it was that good and it was a quiet movie and i kind of wish that he came with less fanfare because our expectations are so misguided with m night shamilam so i think this is a great concept it's such a good concept but it's let down by really bad hammy dialogue and substandard acting you've got some great people in this cast and i just kept thinking oh my god that acting is so cardboard is he really making them say this hammy dialogue it was so bad it made me cringe um 
And I think ultimately, for all the reasons you've said, it came away feeling more like an episode of The Twilight Zone than a fully formed movie that can kind of stand on its own legs. So interesting, but really disappointing overall and just a mishmash. And like you said, if you watch this movie again, you still wouldn't be able to piece the story together. There's no clues here. It's like, and then this happened. And that's the explanation. Yeah, uh, I think several things here. I, I, I you know, I, 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 I'm willing to give him the fact, okay, fine, he just presents us with a puzzle which seems to be unsolvable. It almost seems supernatural, metaphysical, something going on. Yeah. And then he adds some stuff at the very end which kind of explain it. But even then, even with the explanation, it kind of felt like a cheap shot to yeah. me. It, it didn't all come together. And, you know, interestingly, I went back and read up on, you know, the base material. So the this is one possible. of the, yeah, one of the few movies he's, he's made a few, most of, most of the movies he writes himself. So this is not one of them. He's adapted it from this, uh, from this uh, graphic novel. And in the graphic novel, no explanation is given. And I think had the movie ended that way, it would have been so much more haunting that it's not about why these people are, ra are aging so rapidly, but the fact that they are and what the implications of that are. Mm. I think it would have been a lot more haunting so that I really disliked the last 20 minutes. And I think, you know, there's a lot of arrogance in, in M. Night Shyamalan's films and, and him as a person, but I think one of that translates into him insisting on writing his own dialogue. And he should acknowledge that as good a filmmaker he, as he is, he's not a good script screenwriter. Terrible. So I don't even blame the actors. I, th I thought uh, Gael Garcia Bernal and uh, Rufus Sewell and um, Wiki Cripps, they were so good. And there are these different actors who are playing kids at different times. They were all doing well, but they are handed, like if, if somebody hands me, you know, 70 cents packet of hot dogs I can't make a meal out of it you know you yeah. cannot if this is what you're giving me I'm sorry I have to serve you hot dogs so I feel like crappy hot dogs so I, I kind of feel bad that you know George Lucas so many of these directors just ask a good screenwriter you have such a great concept you have such a great other craft um, and then the other thing also is that the, and I don't know, I haven't read the graphic novel, but the, the movie kind of conveniently kind of says, oh, by the way, people's hair doesn't grow very quick or their nails don't grow qu very quick for some other reason. So there's a lot of explaining away. And not to give too much away, but also people get dispatched off like remarkably quickly. But at the end of the day, I did... I guess that was the intent of his movie is he wanted you to go back like kind of the sixth sense thing once you know the move once you know the twist if you go back and and rewatch the movie does it hold together and I think it does hold together it does yeah very well because I've been thinking back on earlier and earlier scenes I'm like oh this is why they were healing so quickly initially this is why you know this was happening or whatever so it kind of you know kind of holds up and I, I at the end of the day sorry i'll just say this one last bit at the end of the day i'm more positive than negative because with all its problems and all its issues it did make me think about should i be living my life differently if i knew how i'm going to be um, 15 or 20 years from now where i know i'm going to be physically less capable and mentally less capable so it's kind of a reflection on if you if if you somehow 
were able to tap into how you're going to be when you're old. Is that going to change how you live right now? So, and that very last act of the movie where all the characters are much older, they had kind of an authentic wistfulness. I kind of felt very melancholic when that day ended and went towards the night and what the characters were saying and what happened to them. So that piece did work for me. Yeah, I just think, Yassi, when you've got someone like Gile Garcia Bernal, to make him look like cardboard, that's really difficult. This is a very animated, good actor. And I just didn't believe anything that was coming out of that that married couple's mouths. You know, it just... The whole movie just felt inauthentic. And even, you know, Rufus Sewell, the way he behaves is so <laughs> strange. It, it just, it didn't hold together. Um, yeah, just, it did, this did not work for me. I, I, I was so hopeful. This looked like such a great concept. Yeah, I, I, I think, Yazdi, you made a great point, which is, I think, if you if you remove the explanation, the movie takes on a different form. And, I, I was going to say, up until up until the revelations, I was intrigued enough to kind of understand. And so if it had ended, you're right, it would have kind of sat with me and thought, what the hell was that? And, you know, it would have been more of a, an examination of, um, you know, the horror of rapid aging uh, than perhaps uh, what ultimately ended up being. Because I think... There was, some re- there was some gimmick, really juicy yeah. tidbits left on the table here, yeah. right? Like, there were some really useful themes, I think, that they could have yeah. started playing with here. And, and, and you know, he, he, he didn't do that because he had this vision for, like, you know, and, and then, you know, you know again, I, I, I hate spoilers, but, you know, they're always, there's always some big nefarious corporation at the end of something. So, uh, I'll... I don't, I don't know. Is that yeah. too spoilery? No, but, it's not. I mean, I, I'm just like, yeah. It, it felt cheap. As well, that's as, what I have no problem if if I have no problem. So. Put whatever you can, but it just felt like such a. He's just grabbing the low hanging like, fruit, you know? and then it's I woke like, up and it was and it was all a dream. Right? Yeah, and my stories like that exactly. as, a, as a kid, and I was like, oh, you know, essay used to get downmarked for that. I'm like, why? That's a great ending, but no, it was a terrible ending. So I, sum it up and score. So. Um, five out of ten. It's really um, no, that's harsh, isn't it? But it it, okay. it is. It's fr- it's frustratingly difficult at the end. I mean, I, as much as I say I enjoyed the movie and I was engaged by its characters all the way through, at the end of the day, I expect so much more when it's a Shyamalan movie. He's probably his own worst enemy. Maybe he needs to like you know direct under a uh, a, a pseudonym or something like yeah. that. Um, but I do. I, I can't help that, and I think. Um, ultimately this movie was so dissatisfying it makes it hard to recommend to anyone I I can't think of anyone that would be like you've got to go see old like go see it It, whether you love it or hate it it's worth seeing and I can't say that Yazdi what was the gasp were you surprised that Joe's score was low or high it was low oh okay what's your score and sum up my score is a seven and a half out of ten because I think Again, I mean, the middle part of the movie, I was I was very anxious, and I don't usually get anxious while watching a movie. I was genuinely anxious, like, it, it's the ultimate trapping, right? I mean, normally if I'm trapped, I have a hope that two years from now, somebody's going to come and rescue me from the jungle. Or, you know, that, you know, something. But here, if if I'm trapped in a place I can't get out of, and I'm rapidly aging, every every half hour I'm aging by 
uh, four a year, years or by four years yeah. or something. That kind of induced anxiety within me. And I think to give credit where it's due, it's because of Shyamalan. The craft is very good. This movie looks like a million bucks. And he does a lot of things with with the camera work where there are things which are just out of the focus the camera kind of circles back and comes back and things are different and so he is I, he is and I, it gives me no joy to say this but he is a very good filmmaker but he needs to really get his act together next time hire a good script writer and I think he has many many good you know Sixth Sense level movies still in him and I, I don't want to I don't want this to be the last movie that he makes. I, I'm read, I want more Shyamalan movies. So I'm going to uh, bump that down to 7 out of 10. I, I would recommend this to anyone. I'm like, just it's going to be goofy at the end, but on the back of a plane, it's kind of fun to watch. Uh, for me, it's also a 5. And my summing up is this got old really quickly. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, our next movie is Suicide Squad, but before we go to that, we're going to take a quick break and tell you about another podcast we've been listening to. Hi, this is Rashmi. I want to tell you about another podcast I think you'll like. KPBS's Cinema Junkie mixes the giddy excitement of a geeky fan with smart and even scholarly insights from guests. Host Beth Accomando takes you on a deep dive into a topic, film, genre, actor, or theme. Each episode features in-depth interviews with an artist, scholar, historian, geeky cinephile, or other film folks who can provide insight into a film, genre, or profession. Check out the Cinema Junkie podcast online at kpbs.org slash cinema junkie, or find and follow Cinema Junkie on Apple, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks so much. Okay, let's uh, get back to our review. So, second movie of the week is Suicide Squad. Uh, Rashmi or Yazdi, who's going to tell us about that? That would be me. And I will tell you about Suicide Squad only. Suicide Squad was a movie which came out several years ago. It had uh, Jared Leto and Margot Robbie. And it was just god-awful. I think all of us saw it. This is, I don't know what... Zack Snyder directed that one, right? It was Zack Snyder. It was, <laughs> it's bad. It's a bad movie. I mean, it's not a bad movie, but it's not a good, good movie. Um, this is The Suicide Squad, excuse me. So this is now, they've just uh, rebranded, come up with, you know, they've kind of selectively retained some characters from the, you know, from the Suicide Squad of that first DC Universe movie. And director uh, James Gunn, who famously, um, you know, Uh, He's made lots of movies. He came from the whole trauma horror um, school. But, uh, you know, he most recently has made the Guardians of the Galaxy movies for the Marvel Universe. And uh, he wrote and directed this reboot of The Suicide Squad for DC. And um, this is the uh, synopsis of the movie, which is that supervillains Harley Quinn, Bloodsport, Peacemaker, and a collection of nutty cons at Belrev Prison join the super secret, super shady task force X as they are dropped off at the remote enemy-infused island of Corto Maltese. Uh, the movie has a quite quite a interesting and uh, I would say studded star cast. It's got Marco Robbie who returns as Harley Quinn. Uh, Idris Elba shows up as Bloodsport. Uh, John Cena as Peacemaker. Joel Kinnaman as Colonel Rick Flagg. Uh, Viola Davis is here as the leader of that nefarious uh, force, um, which is sending out, which is dispatching the Suicide Squad. 
Um, Nathan Fillion is here. Jai Courtney is here, as are many others. So, Hollywood was quick to kind of uh, repurpose Suicide Squad and give us a new version of it. Were they right to do so? Ugh, I just don't care about this movie. <laughs> I, I really don't care. It just felt like a total mess that I had no interest in watching. Um, it didn't excite me because I didn't fall in love with the original Suicide Squad. And so a reboot just feels so soon. Um, I didn't get to watch the Harley Quinn movie. Um, Birds but again, of Prey. yeah, Birds of Prey, which I heard great things about. Yeah. But I just don't like any of the characters. And so when I watched it, um, it just felt so tonally inconsistent. I think there are individual performances which are good. Like I like Idris Alba in this. John Chena was great, but he seemed to play it so campy that it just seemed like an insincere performance and it was played for laughs, but the story and the movie aren't very funny. So again, I feel like there are these light moments where these characters are kind of going around blowing people up and killing people and they do it with a little chuckle and a smile and a nod and a wink, but the movie itself is not funny. Um, so it just felt like a complete mess to me. Joseph, <laughs> <laughs> do you agree? <laughs> so, um, first and foremost, we have to say, Rashmi and I watched this on HBO Max, and oh, okay. we didn't get to see it in the theatre. And I think this would have been a very different experience in the theatre, sure. because um, it, it's kind of a, a, a... It's got those moments that an audience would respond to, right? It's got... It's, it's, it's outrageously violent at the beginning, yeah. and... There are some Not real. Just the beginning, yeah. We well, you're right, it, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, no, it starts, but it opens with like a, a beach landing, which yeah. is like among the most severe, gruesome violence, comic violence, I should add, but but nonetheless, you know, like real, like head blowing off, you know, limbs, faces smashed in, bodies pummeled, sliced, diced, explode. I mean, it was it was just like. Good grief, what am I watching? Um, so I think watching that with an audience and seeing the winces and like, oh, and on a big screen, I think would have made a huge difference to the movie here. But um, yeah, like you, Rashmi, I struggled to kind of understand the point of the whole thing. And um, and I'll say that simply because, you know, there's a mission. Uh, it's, you know, typical kind of superhero fare. You know, there's something going on and they have to go in and do their thing as superheroes using whatever characters and powers they have. Um, but it's just loud and brash. Um, characters are dispatched without any real, um, you know, care for them. And we don't really get to know any of them well enough to also develop our own attachment to them. So when they are dispatched and, and you know, the movie's not precious about, you know, there's some big names that are wiped out, like, super early on in the movie. It's like, what? what? No one's safe. But I also didn't feel there was any level of danger. So it was just really disappointing. It's loud, it's brash. There's some really funny moments in the movie, but ultimately it just felt unsatisfying. And um, I, I feel like that's a real shame for the franchise. But, you know, I feel the same way about James Gunn's other movies. People love the Guardians of the Galaxy, and I'm just not a fan of those at all. Um, and I love those. Okay. I really, really love the Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, but they are more comical and they don't set out to be as serious, I think. Yazdi. 
I liked it. <laughs> I really liked it. And maybe, I don't know, maybe it's because I watched it in the theater. I don't yeah. know. Um, it's a, it, it, it is a very odd tone, right? Because I, I think when James Gunn was um, recruited by the DC Universe to try and, you know, rebrand the Suicide Squad, I mean, he set up some terms saying that he wanted the movie to have filthy dialogue and he wanted it to be an R-rated movie, which is like, you know, there aren't too many R-rated comic book movies which do well. So um, they kind of took that risk and... I mean, would I, is this the kind of movie I would make? Not by a wide margin, but within the constraints, he wanted to make kind of a perverse, super violent, kind of dark humored thing. And I, if I put myself within that, I think it's kind of moderately, it's reasonably successful. Um, I like the fact that it was so unpredictable. I like that it was so odd. I mean, the bad guy, if you will, in this movie. I haven't seen anything quite as ridiculous as that since like the original Ghostbusters, right? There's this giant creature which just, what is going on? Starfish. Like, a starfish, which is, so I, I kind of liked that it's, it's the total opposite of, you know, a group think kind of, you know, reviewed by 20 studio heads, to agree with every demographic kind of movie. It's, it's a hard R, you know, it's, it's kind of quick to, like you said, dispatch off some major actors pretty quickly. Um, I also like the fact that it um, is very self-contained. So the whole movie, they are, they are put on this island and kind of, I, I, didn't, I didn't want to play too much about it politically, but it is saying something about the U.S. involvement in South America. But I'm going to set that aside. But everything happens on this island. And I, and I, and I you know, I'm kind of tired of comic book movies where people are, you know, there's 10 different things going on at the same time. So it's all kind of reasonably focused. So I kind of like that piece as well. Um, about the violence... I'm not a fan of it. I lost count of the number of decapitations and people being ripped <laughs> apart from limb to limb. Yeah. I I mean, it didn't bother me because it's very comic book-like, but I don't... Maybe somebody should write a thesis about why this entertained some people. It was not entertaining to me. It was just like... I just kind of winced and I was like, why? I mean, I, I have that problem even with the John Wick movies as they go from yeah. John Wick 2 to 3. They're I just getting excessively more violent. But I mean, again, it doesn't bother me so much. It just seems odd. So yeah. it worked for me more than it didn't. Yeah. And, and about that, Yazdi, I think there's this beautiful, there is this one beautiful scene that my mouth was, my jaw was open, which is a scene with Harley Quinn. Yeah, I know. And with, um, the flowers. with the flowers, yeah, where they use flowers instead of blood. And that was so effective, yeah. very effective. And that that one scene yeah. was quite beautiful to watch <laughs> in terms of the choreography of the, the murders and the... It was actually, you mentioned John Wick. It was it reminded me Quinn, exactly. It reminded me exactly like of John Wick. She walks through a facility single-handedly dispatching yeah. endless numbers of bad guys and it's very inventive. Yeah, and... and that one scene, I think, stole the movie. Um, but other than that, I just, I, I didn't understand the point of it. Like, I don't understand the point of whether it's saying um, that the American government is allowed to use crazy people to do the right thing for the world or... It just didn't make sense. It makes a big deal at the beginning of introducing these new characters and then it dispatches them. And so... I was just 
sort of I just didn't understand the mechanics of the movie. It it didn't feel it was linear, it's messy. It's but messy. it was just a mess. It just it, I couldn't root for anyone. I didn't like anyone enough. There was this w- one character who orchestrates rats, and the rat is almost like a little. And she's the only one that actually she's had the one any. Correct. care for because she's yeah. shown to have more of more to her story and everyone yeah. else. I think Idris Elba had an element thrown in there where we were supposed to care for him too but it, that was not well done either because again I think y- you you didn't and it, it's and, just and a mess shark, of a movie and the shark is like Groot from yeah. you know the the, totally. the Guardians so of the Galaxy, it's the same character in, in essence. Yeah. So it just although the shark says more than Groot sure, does, yeah, barely. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, barely. Um, I don't know. It just it it didn't work as a story for me either. Well, it's ninety two percent. I know. I don't know. I know. I, know. I, c- I can see that, and I'm trying to w- understand what I missed. And I think maybe there was an element, as I said at the beginning, of not seeing it on a big screen yeah. with an audience, which I think would have made a huge difference. But I think for me, again, it just was. It felt. It felt kind of taxing to watch. There was a pointlessness to it oh. at about two thirds of the way through. I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of done with this. Can you just, oh, really? can you just prevail yeah, so that I can exactly. like stop watching? Oh, wow. And that, that was, you should never get to that place, right? But it was just, it felt like more of, it, it was like the same scene repeated over and over and over until, you know. We, we get, get to, to where end. we need to get to. And I wanted that, to be some kind of goal that had meaningful um, consequences for yeah. the characters. It never felt like we got there. But And what is the Suicide Squad, right? It's, it's, it, the movie doesn't, well, it doesn't take us to the point where it says, what is the ethos of this in a sense of, you know, again, I go back to the point I just made, not to be repetitive, but is this about taking people and reforming them? And if they do something good, you give them a reward or is it just crazy people doing crazy shit? It's the latter. I I think it's very freeing because I think all superhero movies come with some morality assigned to that super. Like Iron Man had it and Superman had it in, in droves. And Spider-Man is still struggling with doing right with great power comes great responsibility all of that and then i think this is that turned over on its head that if you have a, if if your superheroes are people who are you know ready to kill themselves they are so far gone they are miserable horrible self-hating people then you can't ascribe any morality to them you can just deploy them as weapons and what happens in that in that kind of an environment yeah so i think that's kind of what i got so i wasn't trying to kind of necessarily seek some kind of retribution from all of them and i think i think those those characters very early on who were kind of dispatched very quickly i think that's that's a red herring right the 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 director is saying aha i have this big name actor here and you you're going to think this person is going to be there for the rest of the movie and off they go so i think they're kind of playing with your expectation Mm. a little bit I I was very very entertained. I it, I never felt a drag. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I mean, I wasn't jet lagged like you guys were. I, I or you know. I, yeah. I, and and usually I'm the one who gets annoyed, especially with very very violent I movies. Um, I really liked what they did with Harley Quinn. I mean, she she has to share screen time with all these other characters, but the two or three things where she does. I like that she kind of what she does and how she does it. So I kind of like that yeah. as well. Yeah. So sum it up and give a score, Yasdi. I. I really enjoyed it. I'm not a fan, like I said, of the of the this need to be so violent. 
but be that as it may, seven and a half out of ten again, which I'm going to bump up to eight because it, it was so entertaining. It was really very entertaining. It was self-contained. It was weird. I did not expect a giant starfish. And I'm like, what's going on? You know, and, and, and you know, it was creative with the way things were coming up. I mean, there was, there was an homage to Alien with, you know, things hugging people's faces. So there's a lot going on here. And I do enjoy that, you know, that Guardians of the Galaxy first one, which I like way more than the second one, that whole energy of the 80s needle drops. And, you know, so he has kind of a, uh, a vibe which he kind of brings to his movies, which I appreciate. So uh, a, a very generous 8 out of 10. Wow. Um, I don't want any more of these. Kill me now. Uh, 4 out of 10. <laughs> Ouch. And yeah, it, it, it just didn't seem to be very engaging to me. I need to um, maybe, you know, take another look at it. Um, but I mean, as stylish and as kind of cool as the whole thing was, it just... It, it was not engaging or entertaining and that's the thing ultimately i was bored and that shouldn't this should, there's so much going on here that boredom shouldn't be an adjective that one ascribes to the movie but i really was with this star power yeah yeah so uh gosh ugh, grumpy joe again five out of ten well that's so most- you like this as much as old and they're just bad for the same reasons i mean they're they're annoying they're not entertaining i know but you're giving them both the same score yeah so then that's what i'm saying yeah why is that does that surprise you no i was kind of hoping you'd separate them out a bit why they're both bad like they're they're both (laughs) they're both just five is average they're both frustrating movies leave me to score my (laughs) own score honestly um yeah just just i wanted more Wow, I think this is the most we've uh, had uh, polarity in our in our scores in a while. So, oh, so four, five, and ten, four, five, and eight. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's good. <laughs> All right, let's bring the episode to a close. More movie wallas coming soon with reviews of Green Knight and Jungle Cruise. So, stay tuned. Uh, thank you for listening, and until our next podcast, too many movies, too little time. Goodbye from me. And me. And me as well.